comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Hello everybody, this is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Men. This is Mike Zapsik from The Same. And you're listening to Half Hour Wasted. You ever, I been, am? You ever been half hour wasted? Um, no, mostly like a whole day wasted. Ah. That's pretty much it. All right. Thanks. Nice. Episode 374444. The move with the Rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Tonight's episode: Days of Future Podcasting. Com. Bill, Technical Director, Dallas Studios. What, if anything, did you learn today? Hey, guys. Uh, I think I need to do some recon because apparently Wanda <laughs> Sykes is now a house representative. Um, before playing back sound clips, always make sure Doc has his bib on. Yeah, that's, that's true. And, that's uh, true. and a mouth guard, maybe. Yes. And uh, finally, Kim Kardashian doesn't deserve a 49-foot toilet. No. She needs a 49-foot <laughs> toilet. Zing! Wow, Bill with the zinger. Wow. Bill, what's that all about? That what are we listening to? You're listening to my uh, studio lines today. my entree into uh, the, the wubbulous world of uh, national radio. Wow. So, <laughs> the zinger. <laughs> so okay, give us the backstory. That good. Um, you all know who I work for. Um, before he goes on air, uh, on the network, uh, they have a show. It's uh, Doc and Skip. Mm-hmm. Doc was the main voice. Skip was the other voice you heard there in studio. Uh, they, when they are in house, when they are here in Dallas, uh, I get the distinct advantage of getting to show up at four a.m. in the morning mm-hmm. because their show is from five to eight, and then Glenn goes on from eight to eleven. Mm-hmm. So at the end of Doc and Skip's show, uh, every day they uh, they review what they've learned today. It's usually cheeky, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, they uh, asked me to uh, play along with them. Great. Uh, yesterday, uh, Friday, uh, that'd be uh, May 29th. So how much so, time did they give you to prep? Um, or did they give you, they'd say, here, say this. No, no, no. That was, uh, that was all written by me. Awesome. Yes, yes. Um, no, they, uh, they got into the show, and I usually hang out with them for the first 30, 40 minutes, maybe an hour uh, <laughs> of their show, just to kind of make sure things go well and to kind of joke around with them during you know, commercial breaks and stuff. <laughs> um, you know, it's one of the one of the benefits of uh, you know the position is uh, you get to hang out with the talent. Oh, you know? it's kind of like being here. Yeah, you know, right. That's the way I look at it. I get you guys I come, come over, and I get to hang out with the talent. You know, it's no, kind of the same it's way. It's it the works. other, it's the opposite. We get to wow. hang out with you, Bill. Frank, thank you for letting us hang out with you. <laughs> you bet. You know, <laughs> it's right. the least I could do for the little people. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, that was uh, 
Uh, that was the national uh, radio show, uh, Doc and Skip. Uh, and that would have aired, uh, that was at about the one. Uh, about the 148 mark of the two-hour-long uh, podcast. So, Bill, you are slowly clawing your way to nationality oh, soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's this little venue, this little piece. First, you were yeah. in a major motion picture, the Br- right. Bruno yes. movie. Yes, good point. And now this, Bill, yeah. you're on your way. First you, got- are, you are this far, yeah. my hands... My fingers are just like a quarter inch away, but my yeah. arms are like as yeah, far as yeah, they go. But you're, you're this far your away arms are long. Yeah. from talent. Um, so first I got uh, some national FaceTime, mm-hmm. and then thanks to your line, uh, I just uh, yesterday got some uh, national mouth time. <laughs> so thank you for that uh, that coined phrase. Yeah, isn't that a great phrase? It, it is Bill a great got phrase. some mouth time. I really appreciate mouth time. <laughs> as, as L-O-L, most pe- I-M-H-O. That's why I'm the voice. Hey, so, so uh, we're still on hiatus, but we wanted to get together this weekend because a couple of big movies came up. Well, see, the people, it'll still be like right on schedule for them. Actually, including it's only your, been one week? Well, including We didn't even Frank's, skip a week yet? Including we actually Frank's, skipped a week. Uh, random audio yes. file, which I enjoyed thoroughly, by Thank the way. Thank you very much. Very much. Learned a lot that I didn't know, thanks to you, wow. Frank. It was very Bill. What did you think? Yeah, of that what did episode? you learn about yeah. it, Bill? Yeah, it was. Uh, I liked the middle part. <laughs> oh yeah. And then I liked the way you ramped up into it, and yeah. then uh, I thought the uh, denouement was uh, uh, just superior. That's great. It's That's good. It's good. good. That was good podcasting. Totally great covering. That was a, a very <laughs> yeah. accurate description, Bill. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. So we actually yeah so we're on schedule on schedule <laughs> if you include the this is stupid we need to delay the episode by at least a week this <laughs> is episode people... 374 <laughs> people out there are gonna go what the heck they told us they were leaving and i was like well leave them good lord <laughs> okay actually like, it's been like... <laughs> it's been two and a half months since we've been in the studio it doesn't feel like it but <laughs> oh yes it in does. fact frank has this weird facial hair thing going on right now that i haven't seen in two you and a half like months it? so what yeah I just you know if you're gonna trim, it's like it's like a handlebar yet it's like two guns on my his, cheeks. He's <laughs> made his handlebar yes. mustache is so long he's wrapped them around and made fake glasses out of them. So it's just one little thing. Like you well, know, and I the, will I will tell you this: the ladies yeah. do look at it. Yeah. I don't know if they like it, but they, they do. do look at it. Well, I think what's odd is that uh, you've shaved exactly half of the beard. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's basically. From your uh, from your uh, uh, Kirk Douglas uh, uh, chin indention, it's pretty much there all the way to the left ear is completely clean, almost like you the got chin a, nipple. Almost I mean, like uh, you got a dimple. Well, it's, the dimple, the it's, chin dimple it's, is it's what the, I meant. The, the chimple, the chimple, the chimple. Yeah, yeah it's a chimple. It, it's chinple. It's all. Chin-pull. I, I suspect chin-pull. that what happened here was that uh, Frank uh, went with the half Brazilian. <laughs> Which is weird because I think he's like he's Mexican or something. Yeah. He's not even from South. We're not a hundred percent sure what I am. Sure, exactly yeah. what's going on here. Uh, we got the kids you, in the house today. You want sage? Who wants chocolate milk? For one dollar. No, we no, don't. No, no, we're not buying chocolate I milk. Will, this isn't McDonald's. Me a dollar, I will gladly take that off your hands. No, so milk is one dollar. <laughs> no, I think the deal was I will take it off your hands if you give me a dollar, which I think is fair. And since you're a friend, we'll make it two dollars. So two dollars in a glass of milk, and you go to the other room. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Come For on. just a second there, he looked like this is actually making sense. <laughs> I think he was going to take the deal like, there. Now nah, this is Frank's just messing with me. No, Dang. that chocolate milk looks yeah, good though. That's the problem with Common Core math, everybody. Right there in a <laughs> nutshell. It seems like a good idea. Bye, Sage. Zoe, thank you for 
well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of enjoy having Zoe and Sage on the show, but we haven't. They haven't been. We haven't had the dynamic duo like that in a while. Zoe's thrown him over his shoulder like a sack of potatoes, mm-hmm. which um, illustrates further uh, the reason why I've always referred to him as sack of potatoes, baby. <laughs> I mean, he's no longer a baby. He's seven. That's my favorite Indian name, sack of potatoes. Sack of potatoes. <laughs> sack of potato. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for them, Lewis and Clark never would have found the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. All right. Okay, he's uh, getting ready to prod somebody hey. with a stick, apparently. Mm-hmm. What happened to your tooth? Sage? Sage. You hey. lost three of them. He if lost you get that them. milk on any of this equipment, your dad is going to have one last child. There is yeah. still um, and a lid on top And maybe thankful for that. Look you at know, that. He's busting know, the move. Bust the move, Sage. Kinda, you know, Bust okay. the move. Okay, this Bust goes. The Check move. this out. Check that out. I don't know where his feet came from. <laughs> Because my feet, he didn't get the, he gets a lot from my side of the family, which I'm very proud mm-hmm. of. But feet so are talks not something he got <clears throat> from my side of the family. <laughs> because my feet, my feet are not literally two left feet. They just act like they're two left feet. I, I, I was uh, out there, uh, I, I played disc golf on the way home from work yesterday. Cause I, I got see you got my love early. of cats. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely he did. He's torturing the oh, cat wait, with that. Oh, no, wait, we, we lost the family member, whisperer. didn't we? Yes, we did. Yeah. Yeah, this who might, do we lose? This this might uh this might require some sad piano music. Or some sad Hulk music or something. Thank you. An ode to my cat, Scout. Mm. Scout, you used to be in. Now you're out. <laughs> nice. You were for If I didn't know better, I'd swear you wrote that <laughs> ahead of time. <laughs> you were furry. You were dumb. And now you're... I miss you, chum. Now you're... Thank you. Now now I, I miss you even more, chum. Is that what happened to Scout? Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. We don't want now, any of your stinking milk, okay, now, buddy? We don't want any of Bill, your milk. which one of these 75 there was, cats was that? I'm not was done with the poem one? yet. Oh, I'm not okay. done with the stinking poem yet. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Breath. You may want to get some snacks. Uh, okay. Um, gosh, God, where'd I leave uh, off? Um, the wait, end. Let me, re- let me uh, review. You had my just notes. said no, the, and you were no. about to finish with the no, last it was, word. I it, think was, it was. Uh, is Scout loved traffic? The sound of thunder. <laughs> um, she uh, uh, crossed a street and had a blunder, and now. She's two feet under. Boom. I love you, Scout. She'll be missed. If the zombie cat apocalypse comes. Yes. She'll be. I will not go in my backyard if the zombie apocalypse shows up. Zombie cat apocalypse. The zombie, if, the, if the feline apocalypse, the feline zombie apocalypse is upon us, I will not be going to the backyard. When we. Course, made our it announcement. It'll be safer in the backyard than inside the house, though. So. When we made our announcement that we were going to. Take a break, slash hiatus, slash recharge. We got an. There was an outpouring, an outcry, really, of uh, thank yous, good riddances. Wow! And there was a handful of, we'll be there for you when you get back. Oh. I just want to read some of those. Emails. Oh, great! <clears throat> well, to the handful, thank you. Actually, one of these emails is pretty long. And, it, and that one was uh, from um, me. I, I've got time. <laughs> it's actually. Um, I should save 
part of this email for a future uh, future conversation. But Good heavens. Um, he says, hey, Brad, Frank, and Bill, this is Mike. I post as RedRite88. Hey, Mike. Comic forums and the forum for geeks. I've, uh, I've How seen... are you? I am fine. Yeah! Yay! Uh, now, I hate to start things off on a down note, but I'm afraid that Half Hour Wasted the Movie, where you three use your mad breakdancing skills to save a local community center, has been shelved. <laughs> Gutenberg's people pulled out after hearing Frank's rash and downright ravenous views on the Lone Ranger. Mm. Wow. Jay. Hey, by the way, we, um, we were just getting ready to start casting for that. We didn't get to casting, so we need, we need uh, the fine listeners out there. Give us your casting suggestions for the half-hour wasted movie. I want to know who plays Brad, who plays Frank, and that's I, a, I know who plays I like that. It's, that's it's, a it's, great it's, idea. Know, who plays you? Well, it, it's probably going to be either Nicolas Cage, Paul Giamatti, or, uh, uh, or uh, H. John Benjamin. Hmm. That's what I hear. Okay. He says, on the bright side, though, I'm pleased to inform you that the show Bible for Sage's animated spinoff series has been finished, oh. and the first season of episodes have been plotted. All they need is your perusal, so I've included them below. And he goes on to, to give us the uh, Bible for the first 12 episodes of Sage's... Um, oh, my gosh. I'm is there a it. name for it, for Sage's... An- it's or- called Sage's Adventures. Okay. Okay. Um, Zoe's not approved. <laughs> Zoe's not happy I- I'll about just this. read through it real quick. Okay. Uh, premise, for generations, humanity has looked to no one individual to provide hope, leadership, and away from the forces of darkness. That is not... This is not that story. Nope. <laughs> this is... This story is about the trials and tribulations faced by Sage and his wacky crew of misfits. Joining Sage is his sister, Zoe, his buddies, B-Rad, Milo, Russ, and Sean. Sweet. So... Sit back and prepare to enter a world of treasure, pirates, golfing ninjas, evil donuts, and parents who think they're characters on Baywatch. Episode one, entitled Quest to the Somewhat Bizarre. (laughs) Sage and the gang find a treasure map on the back of a cereal box that may lead to the treasure of Gallico Globus, the most feared pirate in the history of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Awesome. Episode two. I'm not familiar with him. Ninja Pie, The Reckoning, Maybe. (laughs) Ninjas have been terrorizing local golfers in an attempt to create a monopoly. In order to stop them, Sage must learn from an ancient ninja master. Episode wow. three, Disaster Donuts. Will one of the Carradines be in that? <laughs> Hopefully the living one. Something is rotten at the town's beloved donut factory, and Sage must investigate. <laughs> That's Episode awesome. four, The Revenge of Death Pier. P-I-E-R. As his parents reach a crossroads, Sage must thwart the actions of a villainous jet ski gang. <laughs> oh, my God. This, this is brilliant. Episode five. We haven't done a Sasquatch story yet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Squatch. Someone is threatening the long-awaited nuptials between Sasquatch and television icon Damon Lindelof. <laughs> Note, due to legal reasons, Mr. Lindelof may be referred to as Flimby. <laughs> Episode six. Loaves that dare not speak thy name. <laughs> and all of these... Episode titles have three exclamation points after the end of them. Story. Sage's greatest foe returns to wreak havoc on all that is good and pure once more. With special guest star Frank A. Rincon as Turge. (laughs) Episode 7. Action Field. Sage appears to be in total denial about the damage being wrought by the monstrous Hugmaster. 
with a capital H. This episode is shot entirely on uh, non steady cam, by the way. <laughs> episode eight, the video game based on the movie, based on the video game, based on the movie. <laughs> Sage's father is killed by the dastardly Professor Ong Bak again. What? What? So it's up to Sage to avenge him by entering a video game tournament at the local arcade. Of course. Hopefully, the uh, grand prize of that is uh, putting dad in the Lazarus pit. <laughs> episode nine, identity jacket. A recent. Ah! I'm sorry, that this made me is... laugh. Identity jacket. Why is that funny? A recent <laughs> cinematic offering leaves the gang questioning whether or not they truly know Sage. Okay. <laughs> Episode 10, Lair of the Beachcombing Czar. Sage's father drafts him. Apparently was resurrected in between okay, episodes. Okay, so you're Thank good, Bill. You're good. Sage's vo- father drafts him and the gang into the Junior Lifeguard Federation to prevent shenanigans on the beach. Which does not really exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How would you pronounce the word F E R O X? Fo? Uh, F. Ferro? Ferro? F E R O X. Ferox. Ferox. It sounds better, Ferro. Ferro? Like. Jungle Ferro. That's the name of the episode 11. Nice. Sage leads an expedition into the darkest, deepest jungles of North Texas in search of a missing film crew. Okay. <laughs> Were those are the ones trying to find the Squatch? And the, the final episode, so it's it's the, like a, it it it's kind of kind of coming full circle at this point, isn't it? The final episode of season one of Sage's Adventures, Mike. I'm going to suggest you come up with a different name. Do you have any guesses as to what the title is? Uh, it's got to be a time travel episode. Maybe uh, 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 I love my baby's got time back. No, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to guess that it's it's entitled Polar Bear Scare. <laughs> Episode 12, Invasion of the Lando Zombies. Ooh. Oh! The landing of a comet brings about a plague of zombified Billy D. Williams impersonators. You know yes! What? Yeah. That's smooth, baby. <laughs> I'd watch that show, Mike. And you know what? Hey, hey, uh, uh, Kirkman, you don't have a monopoly on uh, good quality zombie shows, so it's not, identity, it's not I think you do. Identity jacket. That, for some <laughs> reason, makes me identity happy. Jacket. I don't know why that, that combination of words is... Perfect. Thank you for that. <laughs> Electric Mayhem on Twitter. Uh, when uh, when he heard about our our uh, break, he says, "As a faithful listener, I understand. I don't want half hour wasted to ever end, but I do understand. Recharge and we'll be here. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. He Matthias didn't start Carly. with uh, How are you? I am fine. That was a tweet. A tweet. Oh, oh okay. here's an email okay. from Matt. Okay. How are you? I am fine. Yes. 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 yes Actually, yes, 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 yes. I am not fine. Changes to one of my favorite podcasts is not helping. I understand, Brad, why the break and all. Just recharge and come back stronger. Bill, now is a good time for a fantasy football podcast. Ooh. What are your thoughts on the NFL draft? Can Johnny football make a difference in Cleveland, or is Bridgewater a better QB for my Vikings? Frank, any thoughts on the growing on growing the bread store, maybe a franchise? Now mm-hmm. is the time. No matter what the format schedule the podcast is, I'll be listening. Thank you, Matt. Rookies are hard to forecast, uh, uh, Matt. Mark Johnson, our good buddy Mark, Mark Johnson. Mark Johnson. Hello, Mark. He tweeted, can't believe half hour wasted is pod fading. I blame Ooh. Brad Milo. <laughs> Curse him. Sad days are sad. Frowny face. Oh. And I said, what? hang on, where did I? J-T-H. No, G-T-H. What? How do you say I said, we're heck? not pod fading. We're just recharging. Even Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force knows it's better to burn out than to fade away. There you yeah. go. <laughs> and then he says, let me find the rest of it. We're, we're pod charging. He says, uh, that's what they all say. 
I said, you're a peach, Mark. Thanks for listening. He says, you know, I enjoy your guys' show. Otherwise, I wouldn't give you as much poop as I do. Um, we, uh, we decided we transitioned the show from uh, one that burns fossil fuels to an all-electric podcast. <laughs> the problem is that, uh, unfortunately, our, our first major poor decision was to uh, decide that uh, we needed to use the engine of a Nissan Leaf to power this podcast. Mm-hmm. So it takes about two months between each podcast before we have enough power uh, uh, re- re- back into the system to do another podcast. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll revisit that uh, when we get uh, our new budget for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, when um, which, HR... Yeah, which H- is due in August, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I figure by August uh, we'll, we'll have our new uh, numbers and... Uh, um, if everything works out well, uh, we're going to go back to uh, uh, nothing, but uh, we're going to go to coal power. I haven't heard anything from corporate, you know, like official, mm-hmm. yeah. their, um, how they feel about it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like they don't really exist. They just haven't said anything to us. Um, well, I mean, there are times when you just, you know, you ask for forgiveness from yeah. corporate, not permission. This is one of those times. Hey, the paychecks are still coming. So that's, good that's all I care about. Yeah, it's uh, thank goodness we signed a pay-for-play contract. They're a little light, but yeah. at yeah. least they're... Yeah. Dr. Bill sent us another email. He he Doctor? wrote in about the uh, Thomas Covenant stuff. Yes. I think that was him. I'm incredibly interested in uh, says, bringing this up further, Doctor. He says, Doc, uh, Dear Half Hour Wasted, how are you? I am fine. Oh, I'm I hoping fine that too. if I send yes. another letter, you would return. Wait, come back. Where are you going? And I was going to make espresso. <laughs> espresso, not espresso. Can you... Is that wait a minute? What's what's the uh, what's the little coffeeish drink where you is it cappuccino where you you like make the little leaf pattern and uh, yeah. cream on yeah. top of it? Cappuccino. Okay, that was the one impressive thing about the uh, the movie The Green Hornet. By the way, <laughs> good news. Taco Bueno was now following us on Twitter. Awesome! Really? Yes, Finally, they were actually oh, following wow. Half Hour Wasted on Twitter. This is how awesome. the heck did you manage that? I don't know, man. You because are... they follow me and they see me okay. and Ashley talking all the time oh, okay. because she always tweets about Taco Bueno and every once in a while okay. I will I guess they somebody just looked at who I am and 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 they decided They realize to that you're a major you're a major media personality Matthew and that Marks, it would behoove them yeah. to follow you. Matthew Marks says That's why uh, I follow you. Hello, how are you? I am fine. Yes. Oh. What? Taking a break? Brad, you're saying that you want some time off instead of recording a new show to entertain me for free in your free time? How selfish. I'm being yeah. facetious, of course. I totally understand your reasons and harbor no ill will towards any of you. I will miss having the show every week, but I will still look forward to each episode you release. Best of luck and enjoy your time off. Thank you, Matthew. Um, there was another one that somebody sent me, but I can't find it at the moment. Oh, this this was... um. This is from uh, Brian Fuquay. It's not so much... Uh, I actually haven't listened to this. Okay. He says, thought you guys might like this. It's taken me a while to form my list of favorite movies. I'll have that for you soon. Excellent. Love the show. P.S. I still love Man of Steel. <laughs> he, gave a, he gave me an MP3 called Comic Book Men, Half Hour Wasted Liner. I wonder, mm. I wonder what this is. Let me just play it real quick. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Men. This is Mike Zapsick from The Same. And you're listening to Half Hour Wasted. You ever been been Half Hour Wasted? Um, No, mostly like a whole day wasted. Ah. That's pretty much it. All right. Thanks. Nice. Wow! Wow, that's from that. Is that that Kevin Smith show? Yeah. Wow! That's neat. (laughs) 
Brian, that's awesome. So we got to put so that cool. at the beginning of the show, and then it'll be like, it won't make sense to the listeners, but... Yeah. Yeah, put Until it at the beginning of the show. Point. Yeah. That's a neat, Brian. Show. That'll be great. That is so cool. Which one are those guys? Do you know off the top of your head which ones they are? Uh, I think it's the uh, short, nerdy one and the guy with the long beard. Oh, okay. Cool. That's really neat. I'm... I'm incredibly impressed by that. Brian, that's Thank very you. that's very awesome. Thank you wow. very much for that. I had not listened to that until Do right this. Do we have this. t-shirts this or why, send him a bumper sticker? This is why we have the best listeners. In you know the world. what? I think I actually may have already sent Brian Fuquay a bumper sticker in the past. Okay. Brian, good. if you want a bumper sticker, please let me know. There's somebody out there that I promised a bumper sticker to that I never sent, oh, and I don't know who it is. It may have been me. So just send me another request for one. If anybody else wants a bumper sticker, let me know. Facebook, Twitter, email, whatever. Uh, so anyways, guys, thank you for your taking the time to write emails in. We are back recording today because we had a handful of things to talk about. Yeah. There's what's, a lot of movies coming out. What's oh, next on our list? Of on our list was I wanted to promote a new website. Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> was the second worst movie in the history of movies. It no, it wasn't. <sighs> One of these days you're going to grow up and you're going to watch it and you're going to go, what was I thinking? I did watch that movie opening day. I know you did. That's true. And I feel sorry for you and I'm kind of angry at your dad. Go away. I'm not talking about this anymore. Go make, I'm not talking about go make this anymore. waffles. Okay. Go make waffles. You saw it too. Frank, me? Yeah. Oh, I know I did. Yeah. Uh, so, so you, Frank, don't act like you're any better. I like recently, fray. while we were uh, on hiatus, I decided this is a good time to start something I've always wanted to do. Okay. And so I created a new website. And it's out there, and you can check it out. It's frankarincon.tumblr.com. And the website is devoted to The Simpsons, of course, but specifically, it's stills from episodes of Simpsons Crying. So if you go to it, it's called Crying Simpsons, Stills of Simpsons Crying. Yes. And as I watch it in syndication, I grab stills of characters weeping. <laughs> and the reason why I'm doing this is I recently watched, like, a few months ago, I watched two episodes in a row, and I noticed, wow, there was a lot of crying in that. And then I started thinking about it, and as I watched, I started grabbing stills of crying. Next thing you know, I had like 20 stills, and I thought, I'm going to make a website. Here we are. Wow. <laughs> How did people wow. get to it? Uh, FrankARincon.tumblr.com. Cool. And uh, at the very it's actually, top... It's, it's, it's pretty neat to look at it. You, when, you, when you watch it, you go... Wow, that's... I had no idea. And a lot of these are just from season 16 and 17. That's it? That's it. Hey, what did you use to uh, create the website? Uh, Tumblr has a dashboard that oh, you okay. can use yourself. So okay. you, just, don't, you just use don't, them. Don't, don't, Got don't, it. Don't, 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 don't. So I will be adding pictures as I watch The Simpsons. And if, if I see... Uh, if I see um, one crying, like right now, there at the very top, there's a picture of Homer upside down crying. That was from last night's episode in syndication. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, these images are all very high quality. How did you? Uh, how did you get uh, what screen caps or whatever? Uh, I watch it on my. I use a service called Aereo. Yes, and I watch it on my computer. Oh, okay. And when I see it, I just full screen ah, it and very good. print screen. Very. I am too smart. I am too smart. <laughs> S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. 
And at the very top, there's two <laughs> pictures. I, I recently got, uh, thanks to listeners for help and stuff, I li- recently got all the, um, uh, the Lego figures of The Simpsons that I wanted. And I did some macro photography with them. So there's at the very top banner is Grandpa. Cool. Yes. And then yes. Lisa underneath it. That's nice. I got this, uh, I got this device a, that flips your lens yeah. backwards. So you can put it on your camera. So this is a DSLR. And okay. So it becomes macro, but you can't control the lighting as much. So you have to be creative in how you shoot it. But it was, it was a fun challenge. So I did all the characters like that. I think I put it on my Facebook, all my, uh, all my Simpsons characters. In the macro photography. Uh, excuse me, Professor Brainiac. <laughs> There's a bit of domestic violence happening over there. Okay. Uh-oh. I want some waffles. That's all I heard. Uh, awkward. I don't know. I don't know where to, uh, where to look at, to, Brad. Let's listen I'm to just, Homer. Okay. Spider pig, spider pig, does whatever a spider pig does. Can he swing? From a web. No, we can't. He's a pig. Look out. He is a spider pig. I want to buy a copy of Bone Storm. Here's 99 cents. <sighs> Allow me to summarize the proposed transaction. You wish to purchase Bone Storm for 99 cents. Net profit to me, negative $59. Oh, oh, please take my $59. I don't want it. It's yours. It, it, it. Seeing as we are unfamiliar with sarcasm, I shall close the register at this point. From now on, there'll be a new Barnard Gumble. Hardworking, clean, and sober. Congratulations, Barney, and enjoy your grand prize, a lifetime supply of duff beer. Ah, just took it to my bag! <laughs> Dad, we need to have a talk. You're going to try to convince me that my life is great just like it is, right? Are you kidding? We couldn't even convince you that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Oh, come on. That millionaire playboy, he's too busy socializing at cocktail parties and managing the affairs of the Wayne Foundation. Why does he pick Alfred's friends with Batman? Just... Springfield has come down with a fever. Football fever brought on by the biggest game of the year. The pigskin classic between the Shelbyville Sharks and our own Springfield Adams. If you have the fever, there's only one cure. Take two tickets and see the game Sunday morning. Warning, tickets should not be taken internally. See, because of me, now they have a warning. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry, I do not speak English, okay. But you were just talking to Yes, yes, hot dog, hot dog, yes sir, no sir, maybe, okay. Uh, I'm done. Okay. You know, we're, we were also going to talk about Godzilla. Brad, I was surprised that you have never heard of the Blue Oyster Cult song, Go, Go, Godzilla. Never, not once. Now, for those who don't know it, can you pop me up? Yeah. I was going to play, this is from YouTube. Let's okay. see. But, you know, the chorus is going to come up in a moment. But you've never heard this, huh? Never heard this, not once. Maybe the chorus will kind of, uh, when it kicks in, you'll go like, oh, yeah. Here we go. That's an actual song? That's an actual song. Blue Oyster Cult. The Don't Fear the Reaper guys? Don't Fear the Reaper, More Cowbell. This is a real song. Why isn't this a bigger hit than <laughs> Don't Fear the Reaper? I don't know. I'm surprised you've never heard it. No, I, this is a joke, right? No, joke this is me? 100% real. Someone's playing a prank <laughs> on me. <laughs> anyway. Never heard that. I loved Godzilla. I don't think Bill 
Yeah, has, Bill hadn't Bill's seen it, so this seen is a good so time to talk about it. It was. It felt like I was watching a Godzilla movie at, when I was 10 years old. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> good comparison, it, yeah. Uh, forget the Matthew Broderick monstrosity yeah. from the 90s. Th- that was just ridiculous. But this movie was wonderful, and the special effects were nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, it wasn't a guy walking around in a in a Godzilla costume in right. a miniature city. It should have been. <laughs> well, it felt, Bill, just like I was watching a movie when I was a kid. I mean, that's okay. how that it had that same feel. Imagine you remember seeing Godzilla movies as a kid, yeah, and you remember the, uh, just being dumbstruck and just sitting there watching it, going, yeah. "This is the greatest thing ever." Kids these days don't understand, but when we were children, uh, you had. Uh, uh, you had this thing called uh, over-the-air television, mm-hmm. and Saturday afternoons. Three networks. Oh, yeah. We had three choices. Don't forget PBS. But yeah. Saturday, four networks. Um, you had uh, Saturday afternoon monster movies mm-hmm. uh, on one of the channels were a staple. And, um, yeah, um, if any of us, if anybody who's in our age bracket has not seen Godzilla, Godzilla vs. Mothra, that's going to help the audio quality. What is that? there? <laughs> We're making smoothies, apparently. No problem. Yeah. You go right ahead, Zoe. Don't no, mind it's us. No problem. It's okay. We'll just talk. We'll just talk <laughs> over it. <laughs> just do your thing. Just stretch out as long as possible. But this, you know, um, Bill, this movie felt like I felt like I was ten years old again watching I, this movie. I believe it. It was Every, so fun. They, and it, they really, the way they did the story was nice. It wasn't. It wasn't good versus evil. Yes. It was forces of nature yeah. at work. This was better than Pacific Rim, by the way. Yeah, I so I've heard. Yeah, I mean, it was wonderful. And, and you know, I've I don't think I've ever. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not trying to defend this because you're not attacking or anything. But uh, um, I was surprised last year. I Pacific Rim was the one movie, the one big tentpole movie last year that I thought meh. You know, yeah. compared to all the others that were coming out, and it ended up being uh, my favorite movie of the summer. With that said. Um, no, it, it was not the greatest movie I've ever seen. It was just, it was fun. It was solid. It was, you know, there are a lot of moments where in the theater you stand up and pump, pump your fist and go, yeah. And uh, that's what I was looking for out of a flick last year. That's what I'm looking for out of a flick this year. And, um, you know, except for The Winter Soldier, I'm kind of still waiting for that. The um, Spoiler alert. This, um, this particular movie... One thing I did like about it, just from a cinematic standpoint, is you never got a full frame of Godzilla. Godzilla was always so big, okay. some part of him was always out of frame. Oh, man. Okay. Like, you never just saw from head to toe. It was He was always just, some part of him was cut off, because he uh, was just so dang big. The, the promos, every single person I've spoken to at work about this, uh, which is my main social outlet, uh, um, every single one of them has given this movie as many thumbs up as they have to give. Yeah. Um, there's not one person who said, it was okay, or eh, it was stupid, or no, everybody has said this movie rocks. Just, I went, just flat rocks. I went with my friend Kevin, yeah. who you all know, and, and he was one of those people. Okay. He was like, it was okay. Oh, really? Yeah, I was Okay, I, I was not, a little... I've not heard in any sense uh, of, of this phenomenon of somebody coming out I was a little disappointed going, in him, <laughs> but... um. Wow, he's what? a glass half empty kind of guy. <laughs> Is to he to begin with? Okay, um, but they, but there I were so many. They, there were just so many little moments where it's just like even like 
as a kid when Godzilla blows his his blue fire. Oh my gosh! I mean that that sent chills down my. Oh, I had spine. goosebumps in yeah. the theater. I'm sitting there with wow. Kevin. He's sitting next to me on my left. And did you have to hold each other? No, but <laughs> but when when Godzilla's tail started lighting up, yeah, like blue white, I was like, and I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> right now just thinking about it. Look, look, yeah. seriously, I was like, I. I Started punching Kevin in the shoulder. Like he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. And then that gold, that blue white light goes up his back, and all his his uh, what do you call those fins on his back? Yeah, yeah. plates, whatever. Those plates, those uh, stalag stegosaurus stegosaurus looking plates. They all light up, and I'm like, I'm literally beating Kevin to death with excitement. He's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. (laughs) And then he does it, and that roar and that Mm -hmm. blue white fire come out of his mouth, and I was like, ah. Oh, he's dead. It, is, it is the classic sound. It's just remastered for today's yeah. audiences. Yeah. Yes, it, and the sound design on it was great. Awesome. Just so much what I, From what I understand, I love the idea that the first hour of the movie was built up and you didn't see Godzilla. He was hinted at. You may have seen well, see, they, flashes of him. They satisfy that desire for monster. Yeah. Seeing a monster okay. by giving you the, the quote unquote, the bad guy monster first. Right. The Muto. Mm-hmm. Massive underground terrestrial <laughs> object, I think, is yeah, what it stood for. Right. Awesome. It wasn't Mothra, but they kept calling it the Muto because it had a, an, an acronym. Now, I heard uh, someone said that, that there is, I forget what. Smells where, good, Zoe. But it, at some point in the movie, they flash by, like, you see a, a, a file cabinet or something on a computer screen. You do see the word Mothra in the movie I think, as an Easter egg. I basically. think I did see that, yes. Okay. Yeah, I think um, I did see that. So they're they're obliquely acknowledging that yes, this is Mothra, or was it was it the Mothra twins? I heard <laughs> there were well, two no. Mutos. Okay, I there mean, were two it, Mutos. It was boy and girl Mothra. Were, were they boy and girl? Okay, yeah. Was, um, was, was it mommy that, and daddy Mothra? Yeah, that came that came later in the movie. You didn't okay. know that for a long time. Ah, okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry, so it was nice. I um, did hear one great coincidence about this movie and how it's tied into the new Avengers movie. Yeah, a little bit, not directly, of course. Yes. But so the main actor, I had to bring them up. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Was, dude, uh, are you going to tell me that Elizabeth is joining the Avengers? <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen, she's going to play Scarlet Witch, but she was also in this movie. And uh, okay. Aaron Taylor Johnson, he plays his his her husband. What's her name? Uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth okay. Olsen. But yeah, uh, and he's going to play Quicksilver. They were there. husband and wife in Godzilla, <laughs> yeah. and they're going to be brother and sister. <laughs> really? In the Avengers? Yeah. Wait a minute. Aaron so, John, you, we're talking kick-ass here, yes. Aaron Johnson? Yes. He was Quicksilver? Yes. Really? No, 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 no. He's going to be Quicksilver in the Avengers movie. Oh, oh, right, okay. In Marvel's, he's Marvel's Quicksilver. Right. Another Fox's weird thing, though, right. the guy the guy who played Quicksilver in the, Avenger, in the X-Men movie that we're going to talk about uh-huh. was also in Kick-Ass with Aaron Johnson, who plays Quicksilver in the... Marvel movie. Oh my gosh! Oh my there was gosh, a oh shot gosh, of oh my gosh, oh my gosh. from from uh, Kickass where the two of them are standing together, yeah. and somebody had taken like that meme text and said, yeah. "That moment when you're watching Kickass and you realize you're looking at Quicksilver and Quicksilver." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyways, uh, yeah, and I was surprised that the star of the movie ended up not being the star of the movie. Yeah, the uh, Brian Cranston. Uh, we'll go ahead and spoil it. He's he's in the movie all but this much maybe I mean, half an hour yeah maybe yeah maybe and uh uh pretty much with the exception of maybe two big scenes 
the trailer's made up of mostly him, but he's yeah. not in the movie that much no. at all. But that, that's how they sold it, probably. Oh, but gosh, yeah, there, sure enough, there it is. Did you see it? Uh, it, it doesn't have the it doesn't have the meme uh, oh, dialogue okay. on it, but yeah, that's that's the two actors there. Oh, okay. Um, oh, but, okay. Uh, yeah, there it is. Sure it was enough. really good. Awesome. I, yeah. I really I really liked it, and uh, you know there could be a sequel. I think there. I, I've heard that there is. So good because whoever did it. Oh, Ken Watanabe was in it. He lent. He lent. I think that's who it was. He yeah, lent an, I'm looking at an it. air of um, authenticity, the Japanese authenticity that you yes. That you crave in yes, these movies. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really well done. I highly recommend seeing this movie. My uh, my Gojira. only complaint, and it's on the Gojira. human side of it, is that uh, a lot of the actors really didn't have a lot to do, with the exception of uh, of a uh, Lieutenant Ford Brody, the main character, the army yeah. guy. I mean, you could have taken Elizabeth Olsen's character out of this movie, and it still kind of would have worked, but because she was just basically. The mother to the kid, and the kid was really the driving force yeah. behind the movie. It's just that the, that the human actors were kind of played down a little bit. Okay, but still, so much. I mean, it's a Godzilla movie, so go see it. How many reverse flashes? Oh, I, I'll give it four. Yeah, I you know what, Brad? Wow. I'm going to give it four too. I'd give it four. I think I think it's the best Godzilla movie that I've seen since the Matthew Broderick one. <laughs> <laughs> and the Matthew Broderick one was just because that's all that was out there. Yeah. No, uh, the I Matthew Broderick one was horrible. I, I'm sure I mentioned it was before. A, it was a wonderful movie. Yeah, I'm sure I mentioned before the on one. the podcast. Yes, we've had like 370 of these, but uh, yeah, Godzilla uh, is the only movie I've ever walked out on in the theaters. The Matthew Broderick one? No, Godzilla uh, 1985. Oh, uh, really? Raymond oh, Burr. I never yeah. saw that one actually. Me and me and my buddy, we we show up. It's it's turning. Mike Hillary, your buddy Mike Hillary. I you know I don't remember which. That's why you was. always talk <laughs> about <laughs> my buddy Mike Hillary. My little buddy Mike Hillary, my little buddy. Um, I think it may have been Mike, but uh, we went either that or Kenny. We anyway, we went to the theater. We sit down. We watch the first five minutes of it, and um, uh, I look at him. He looks at me, and we go out of here. Yeah, and uh, so luckily back in those days they didn't have uh, you know they didn't have the 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 patrols in the hallways, so you could go from theater to theater pretty much at at will. And so we left the theater, and we went and saw the uh, um, we went and saw Real Genius instead, which turned out to be <laughs> which a was pretty a good way decision. better choice. Yeah, it was a much better choice. <clears throat> now I never saw that. Not 19- trying not trying to compare Real Genius to Airplane or, or Young <laughs> Frankenstein here, but it was a better choice than Godzilla eighty five. Oh yeah, the um, I did not see Godzilla in the theater in nineteen eighty five, but I did watch it on television. Well, neither did we, and I didn't get all the way through the movie. In fact, I remember turning the movie off because. I saw Raymond Burr and another actor, and they were in the Pentagon, like in the war room. Yes. And there was a Dr. Pepper machine predominantly in the war room. So there's this big war room with <laughs> monitors and stuff, and it was product placement. But there was a Dr. Pepper machine very prominently there. If you go back and watch uh, Dr. Strangelove, uh-huh. and you look really closely, uh-huh. the Dr. Pepper machine is back there in the really? shadows. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Actually, yeah. Brad, there's a Coke machine that plays a role in Doctor Strange. Oh, Remember really? That? There is. He, yeah. he just needs a dime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's what I was thinking. He, he's trying desperately to make a phone call. And, yeah. Uh, at some point, he has to get some change. Because <laughs> back in those days, hey kids, are you sitting? Everybody, are you sitting down? Anybody? Okay. Anybody under 39 years old, are you sitting? To, sit down now. Okay. If you're driving, pull over. Stop the car. We get it. We'll wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. We get <laughs> it. <laughs> 
Pardon me. We didn't. Okay, here's the deal. Hey, here's the deal, people. We didn't always used to have cell phones. You had to find a payphone. It was just terrible. Hey, we were good. Absolutely horrifying. Next, we were going to talk about Days of Future Past, but you before had to real pay money every time you wanted to use one. It's crazy. But be- before we dive into that, um, Netflix announced or Marvel announced that uh, Charlie Cox, the actor Charlie Cox, is going to be the near dare- Daredevil for their series. Indeed. What uh, <clears throat> what have, has he been in? Before? Let's see. Now he's an English actor. <laughs> uh, let's see. Because Theory of Everything, Dracula does he have Untold, Bad Teeth, Legacy. Hello, Carter. So he's is he an unknown he's in the U.S. basically? Well, he was in Boardwalk Empire. He played a part in there, okay. and that's kind of a big show. But everything else is pretty much unknown. He's uh he's got a face that you will recognize almost certainly. Okay. He's one of those guys that where do I know him from? Okay. Um, <clears throat> see, it, it seems, that happens all the time on a subconscious level for me. Anyway, yeah, it seems uh, just looking at a picture of him, he. He doesn't scream out Matt Murdock to me. Right, but he's not red hair. I've seen, I've seen yeah, the picture. No. But I'm going to guess that uh, that once he, uh, uh, no, okay, okay. But, here's here's one thing that I this I think this is where I've seen him because I've wandered through the the living room more than once when this was happening. But he was the uh, he was the lead uh, dude in uh, the movie Stardust. Claire Danes never saw it. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. now he's, Brad, he's Tristan. He, you said he had red hair, or Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock has, has red hair. He does. Yes. Oh, I my never gosh, realized yes. that. Yeah, yes. he's got red hair. Wouldn't that Matt make Murdoch him stand has... out? I mean, yeah, that's why everybody thinks. No, that's not why, because you don't see Daredevil's hair. Oh yeah, that's it, right. You know, I never realized that he's Matt had, Murdock. He's, yeah, he's got red hair. I never knew that. You so know, that's one of the why everyone was mad when when Ben, yeah, Affleck. ben Affleck started. He ain't got red hair. <laughs> what gives? <clears throat> Same with Chris Evans. Chris Evans ain't blonde. Hey, Kingpin's you know. a white guy. What the heck? Yeah, Kingpin ain't black. Come on now, you can't do that to me. I'm still I mad about. I'm still mad about Nick Fury not being white in the Avengers universe. Oh, you're Boy, that's a good point, man. <laughs> wow, somebody's gonna get an email. <laughs> sure uh, wish. Uh, all right, sure wish that black fella could have pulled that role. Oh, <laughs> just another quick Marvel-related. Uh, Josh Brolin. You guys know who Josh Brolin yeah, is? Yes, I do. He's going to voice. Yes, we do. He's going to voice Thanos. Yeah. In all of Thanos's upcoming really? Marvel movies. I uh, did not know that. That's well, that just cool. broke yesterday, or the day before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Josh, you, you, everybody knows Josh is the son of Charles uh, Brolin. Charles Brolin? No, I don't it's, believe so. You're thinking of Charles Grodin? No, I don't no, know. I'm thinking who, of the guy who used to be in uh, that bad '80s uh, drama know. about the hotel. It was called Hotel. I don't know James who Sonny is. James Brolin. Okay. That's it. Maybe so. Um, but anyway, he was, uh, this he was guy a W. This guy he played, was in Wall Street, No Country. You may know him as Jonah Hex. This guy yeah. played young uh, Tommy, Tommy Lee, Lee Jones. Jones in Men in Black 3. And it did and a he great was job. Yeah. Awesome. He was also in The Goonies. Let's not forget. He was yes. the big brother yeah, in The Goonies. Goonies. Don't remember but anyway, that far back. He's going to be, um, he's gonna be uh, Thanos, the voice of Thanos. Great. Which, he maybe, maybe he'll sound a little bit like this. Yes, hello. This is Thanos. May I help you? Yes, Thanos. Can you tell us, please? Someone just asked about your chin. What's up with your chin, Thanos? Uh, I had an implant. I had some surgery done, Mm -hmm. uh, and and I'm pretty happy with it. Mm -hmm. I found a really great guy in the Yellow Pages. Good. Uh, He does. He does. He's a good chin guy. He's Hmm. a good chin guy. He does cheeks too. Thinking about getting the cheeks done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I should work on those or not. But you know that that helmet thing I wear sometimes. it, It just Comes right to the edge of the cheeks. Yes, pinches, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Yeah, so maybe I don't. Maybe I have the cheeks filed down a bit. 
to make room for that helmet because it's pretty uncomfortable sometimes. <laughs> I, no, I, I I like the uh, uh oh. What's, what's happening just, a just a little, just a little bleed through. Just a bleed through. Just right. a little bleed through. That's they, okay. They, Thanos, Thanos, is it true that you and and Death are ma- are dating? Is that is that true, Thanos? Well, we've had coffee a few times. We've had coffee. Um, you know, sometimes that's a pain in the butt because I like Starbucks and she likes Dunkin' Donuts. So uh, sometimes we'll compromise and we'll go to Mickey D's. Mm. Mickey D's has a passable latte. It's passable. You got a question for Thanos? You, right there. Question for Thanos. 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 Yes. Is it Thanos or Thanos? Uh, sometimes it's uh, Thanos. Sometimes it's Thanos. It depends on who's asking the question. Uh, uh, Bill McGonnell from HHW is asking because he doesn't know how to pronounce words correctly. In, in that case, it's uh, Thonos. <laughs> Thonos. 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 No, it's Th- Thanos. 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 With Thanos. A, Thanos. Th- with a short A sound. Thanos. Thanos. And Thanos, Thanos, one more question. One yes, more question. Yes, Thanos, yes, yes, yeah. sir. What's the deal with those gloves? You got that gauntlet on. What's the deal? It looks like well, you're I've, missing some jewels. I've, uh, I've started uh, scrapbooking mm-hmm. lately, and uh, I've developed calluses mm-hmm. on my right thumb, so that glove really protects the callus thing and then I started thinking I need to I need to bling I need to bedazzle I need to bedazzle that glove so I've been looking for some really bright glowing gems um thinking about putting one on each finger maybe one on the back uh something like that yes yes go ahead sir we have a question for Thanos yes go ahead young man go ahead Ask your question or die a horrible death. Yes, you're on with Thanos. Go ahead. Is the child mute? That sounds like a uh, comment more than a question. Yes. Is, uh, did he, did he Q- say anything? Q&A, not CNN. I zoned out for a minute. Did he say anything? I don't think so. All right. Stop that infernal racket. Yes, uh, any more questions, or shall we move on? Thanos commands it. Moving on? Yeah, just end the conference. End the press conference. All right. Thank you. That was nice. We got Thanos on. That was neat. We should have Thanos on every once in a while. X-Men. Let's talk about X-Men. Woo! Maybe uh, we can start having drunk Thanos on. Yeah, that'd be good, too. (laughs) Um, Bill, did you like... He could drunk dial us occasionally. You said something earlier that made it sound like maybe this X-Men movie wasn't everything you wanted it to be. I did hint at that, didn't I? Yes, I you foreshadowed did. that, if you, you did. will. Why not, Bill? Mm-hmm. Why wasn't this movie just amazing to you? Yeah. Because it blew me away, man. It blew me away, too. I saw this it twice. Is, this is my favorite movie of the summer. I saw and it, it twice. And it may be my favorite. It's up in the echelons of favorite superhero movies. Holy is it, is it because you know the original story? I never read the original story. I, I had it. Absolutely, I did. Um, hey, was... was uh, Shut that bloody bazooki up. Yeah. <laughs> Was Thanos in that in that story? No, no not even a little. No, bit. no, not even a little bit. Not not even a little bit. Well, no. why don't we ask him? <laughs> why can we ask him to see if he was in it? Because he you? would know, of course. In fact, th- Thanos. Yes, yes. Hey, yeah, Thanos. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I was uh, was just getting ready to take a nap. <laughs> well, real quick follow up question: Just yes or no? Yes. Were you in Days of Future Past? I was uh, in the in the comic in the original story. Yeah, in the original story. Um. I was asked to be, but I was busy 
uh, scrapbooking at the time, oh. so I didn't have the opportunity. Okay, right. Can, right. I, can I go nap now? Yeah. Thanks, right, Dennis. Thank uh, would you like my uh, my my brief encapsulated? Yeah, uh, yeah, view? please. Okay, okay. Can you pop me up here? Thank you. Okay. All right. Oh boy, we're up. Yeah, we're up. Okay. All right. I don't know what this is, but. Bill cut straight to the point. Oh. oh. Segment inspired by numerous call-outs by Bill's co-hosts, Frank and Brad. Yeah. And let's be honest about half of the Legion of Dudes. Also, more than one listener. Luckily, not including Des from Australia, the great BDS Murph or stalwart friend of the show, Dennis. And if I might aside for a moment, I've had some intriguing discussions with Dennis about political philosophy and the role of reason discourse in modern America. But what you, the discriminating podcast listener, is here for is to hear me, Bill the Voice, break through the static of daily existence to explore the truths lurking behind the veil of empirical observation. And now, the point of it all. All right, you can pop the music down. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, you know what? That was nice. Thank you. Um, Very good. Am, am I still potted up? You just said pot it down. I, I know. We'll pot it up again. Okay. Um... It was okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Bill getting straight to the point. This has been a half-hour wasted production in conjunction with the HHW LOD Podcast Network, Joomla, and the Internet. Join us next week for Bill to once again cut straight to the heart of the matter. Thank you for your attention, and remember, if you drink, don't drive. If this had been a real emergency, following this message would have been instructions on where to go. That may be my favorite bit. <laughs> That's nice, Bill. Very much. So right. just um, okay. It was just okay. You know what? No, it was a little better than just okay. I'm I'm selling it short. Um, it was not a tremendous slouch, Judge. Um, I I thought the movie was done incredibly well. I really enjoyed the production value of the movie. Um, walking out of the theater, my first thought was, "Wow, good movie." Wish I had had fun watching it. Really. And that is a refrain that that comes into the back of my head and pokes at my at, at my frontal lobe more often these days. Well, when it's I not a happy theater, story. No, it, it is not. And and I I realize that I'm being a little unfair. Going, why weren't there more laugh lines in Days of Future Past? Yeah, you know, I realize it's not a happy story. Again, you know, I read the comic back in 1980 or 81 or whenever it originally came out. So I'm as familiar with that story as. You know, as you can be. So this movie was based on a true story. Yes, yes. Uh, Didn't actually follow the events that they that really happened. Um, yeah. Uh, well, you know, in the true story, you know, Godzilla's in it. Mm. Kitty Pryde went back that. in the true story. Yeah, yeah. In the real story. Um, that is my one big question uh, uh, of the uh, the movie was: um, Should we feel bad for Kitty Pride? Because the original, you know, and this is one of the things I think is so amazing. Uh, this this storyline came from an age before you had uh, six issue arcs specially packaged to go into, yeah, you know, trades. trades. Mm -hmm. um, this this most important story in the Marvel universe was two issues long. And it was not intended to be That's anything what more this than what it was. originally was. It was, it was two issues, issues. 140 two and issues. 141. I had no period. idea. That's and it. zero. Well, it Kitty Pride had only been in the... Oh, this was like her uh, third issue. Yeah, this was yeah. like her third issue, too. She yeah. was a new character. I had yeah. no she idea. She was brand new. Um, mm -hmm. 
and it, it was uh, it's interesting. And, and of course, now, I know, don't. I don't feel. Oh, I'm. I'm fine. You could have just asked us. <laughs> Well, we appreciate your courtesy. That is, that is Zoe asked this. Amount of, uh, asked this uh, I did not raise my hand, by the way. I did not raise my hand either. She, um, she didn't get that from my side. Mm-hmm. I did like how they, uh, how they worked the story. Why they made it Wolverine instead of Kitty Pride? It made a lot of sense to yeah. me because of his healing factor. Yeah, well, because of I his mean, healing kind factor. Kind of, but it's I. I didn't want to like just start throwing cold water all over the movie, but it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I kind of get it, but Wolverine's healing factor is physical, not psychic maybe or whatever. In, maybe in the movie universe. It well, was a, I mean, it was a, <laughs> they had to figure out some way to justify using Wolverine the entire movie. It and I'm did fine seem with that, because like Hugh Jackman was great as usual. It did seem like a wafer-thin uh, yeah. bit of logic <laughs> that they used. So it's like what if his, somebody can heal? It, and and that, his, I thought that, too. I'm like... They're talking mind. Yeah, so his, they're his, not talking. His healing factor affects basically his soul slash psyche. I don't, yeah. I don't buy that. It was, but so that the point was that yeah. Wolverine was the only one whose psyche could stand the trip back in time. Apparently, she can <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> she can. Uh, that wow, awesome. that was uh, even dangerous. My, even my daughter's trying to shut me up. Wow. Um, Zoe just just handed Bill a a smoothie, yeah. but with the a pre inserted straw, so that was basically almost in your mouth. This is one of my favorite ideas of the movie, uh, as well as being one issue, one part where I had a technical issue with it. And I, I I don't mean to be a nitpicker, but like in, in Terminator, you know, they got I just I, I get goosebumps every time in Terminator you get the the. This is a transmission from the year 2029. We are sending this straight to your dreams to to warn you about you know blah blah. blah. Yeah, that the whole section, that whole that whole bit of the Terminator, mm-hmm. where it's like that's how they get information back to the past to try mm-hmm. and change the future is through dreams. I just I love the whole concept, and that's basically what they're doing here in X Men. You know, Days of Future Past. Singer, you rip that off from John Carpenter, buddy. Um, John Carpenter. Well, John Carpenter did, uh, did, or was it uh, James Cameron? James Cameron, sorry, Um, sorry, (laughs) Jimmy Carter. You stole that from Jimmy Carter. Jesus, stop it, Um, Jeremy Carver. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, you guys did a better job of uh, thinking of people with initials JC than I did. Um, So I thought it was a a, a cool conceit, Uh, and you know, hey, we suspend a lot of disbelief in, in in these movies, so I didn't have an I didn't have an issue with it. I just kind of cocked an eyebrow and went, ah. Well, if I wanted to be a fanboy, nitpicky kind of kind of jerk, then I could nitpick are... on that. Oh, wait, I just did. I had I? two nitpicks, <laughs> but one of them became... I was going to say one of them became irrelevant. I guess they all became irrelevant at the end because it, it basically star-trekked Daddy, the whole franchise. Yeah, you know? we have a new... We have two new timelines. I, I mean, well, we say. have a t- new timeline. Okay, everybody... Sh- the only nitpicky comic lover has to be perfect one here is Brad, Spider-Man hater. Oh wow! Okay, Brad, I'm sorry, Brad. I, I hope you. Can, I hope you can recover from I that. Bring up an old chestnut. I did not know it was going to go that direction, that dark turn there. So my apologies, oh, Brad. Do you want some aloe to rub Don't on that burn? Yes, Sage, thank you. Do not use that PVC as a straw. It will not work out well for you. Oh jeez. Um, yeah. No idea where that PVC. I, see, is. I never read the comic, and I think maybe that's why I just accepted things at face value. I mean, that's kind of—it's it, kind of cool to go into something uh, without benefit of the original source yeah. material. I've decided uh, recently that, um, in general, it's—you know—the the old question: Is it better to read the book or see the movie first? Yeah. 
Thank you. Um, I have decided that it's better to see the movie first and then supplement that with whatever the book or comic or source material can provide. Um, thank you very much. Um, Did you notice she didn't ask us if we to raise our hands if we wanted bacon? Yeah, now bacon doesn't matter. It's turkey bacon. Is that okay with you? Thanks. Oh, God, Zoe, that's not a piece of bacon. Yeah, here, like you a, take that one back. It's like, uh, that's okay. She's I don't giving know. It to, she's, that's okay. She's, that one looked like a roof shingle. I'll take it. It might have been. There have been a, um, a few movies that I've avoided the books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I could, like Jurassic Park, I, I didn't read the book. I wanted to. Right. Oh, thank you. My, thank uh, you. Do you have any more? My number one, my, the, the example that springs to mind first is Ender's Game. I think people who went and saw that movie without having read the book, yeah, um, probably probably enjoyed it a lot more. I enjoyed the movie, but the whole way I'm thinking, oh my god, this is like the book on fast forward. It was a the the movie proceeded so fast, I felt like I was getting whiplash at times from from the plotting. I actually read it, read the book before I saw the movie for Ender's Game. Yeah. I thought they did an excellent job of encapsulating that book. They did a fine they did a fine job of uh, of of adapting the book. I, I have no complaints. It's just that there was, there was so much subtext in the books. Now, I don't mean to, to rehash the Ender's Game review, but there was so much subtext in the books that they didn't have time for in the movies. Not a big surprise. That's a common <coughs> issue. Uh, in fact, it's probably a universal issue for movie adaptations. Let's get back to X-Men. So anyway, yeah. um, what did you like? What was your, what was good about it? Let's talk about what you liked about it. Um, I thought the, uh, I loved the uh, the, I loved the new character. I loved Quicksilver. He was tremendous. That was probably the most fun part of the yeah. of the movie. And again, you know, time I, in a bottle. That was just I'm wait, which I have to ask. So he must have recorded that super fast. So when he listened to it, it was at regular speed. No, that was just how. We but he were. put on headphones and he was listening to Time in a Bottle, and he heard like I never a even thought of that. No. no. <laughs> Yeah, um, I never even thought of yeah. that. Here's, here's the deal. Um, do, do his powers affect machinery this, around him? This was genius. Um, there is a uh, Abnett and Lanning uh, just got finished with a twelve issue run oh, about a year ago called Hyper Hypernaturals. I think. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what it was. It was <clears throat> really familiar. good. But the uh, there's a, a a lady in it. Uh, one of the main characters, a speedster. She is a speedster, basically. And they explain this. This is how I interpreted this, and I'm I'm positive I'm right. I would argue the point with somebody if need be, but it's not that she is able to run super fast. It's that basically she is able to slow time down, and so she moves through the scene at her own pace. It's just that everything else is slowed down in relation to her. Same thing going on with Quicksilver here. It's not that Quicksilver is running 700 miles an hour. It's that he's able to basically. Ben time, and and I've always wondered in these situations: is time bent like outside whatever sphere of influence he may have? Is this that's is what the I was, entire universe? That's what I was slow down, which is why I can't accept it. Yeah, I, I, and I go. I love towards, the idea, and uh, he has momentum. He is running up against walls. I, I go mean, towards the 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 first about him actually being faster instead mm-hmm. of altering time. For him, though, uh, you know, you, you may be right. Uh, this may be a, a, a silly uh, point, but the. Uh, the real world result is that he is he is moving through the scene at his pace. He can saunter through, 
and everybody else, you know, bullets are basically hung in midair, and people are in mid-punch, and, you know, buildings are in mid-explosion, and he's wandering around at his own pace, just kind of, you know, okay, I'll just flick this bullet out of the way, and okay, I'm just going to, like, punch this guy, or I'm going to position these people so they're going to punch each other once I speed time back up. Yeah. Because it's not just him moving that, I mean... Again, I, I think it's a completely semantic difference whether whether he's slowing down time or whether he's just moving that fast in relation to it. But whatever the case, it, it's like a warp bubble. Whatever's happening inside his personal sphere of influence uh, is completely relative to his speed, not to the speed of the universe outside. So that's why the song playing in his yeah was a. Uh... And is well, that like, also it, why it's the same thing? Like when you when you're on a train or an airplane or something like that. If you get to the aisle and you jump, the the train of the plane doesn't like you know speed underneath you. You know you're moving at the same speed. That's your momentum relative. Yeah. You know to the train. Right. It's the exact same thing. This this you know his his old Walkman is within his warp bubble or right. whatever you want to call it. I, I hear and you. so it's moving at the same relative speed that he is. So it, I That's my I can buy that part of it, but what I don't. All right. Related to that, when he was playing the Pong video game in his basement, it was moving really fast. Right. That doesn't make sense as far as your theory about the... Because the machine can only move so fast. And I have never never bought for a moment when the speedster is able to, you know, whip something out of a computer at hyper speeds. Yeah. Or like the Flash, you know, goes and checks, or Quicksilver, I guess, in this instance, is able to go, I checked every door in this 87-story building... In point three seconds, <laughs> no. The, unless you can slow time down relative to yourself, it physically takes time for a door click, you know, for a door latch to unlatch and for you to open that door and go in. There's unless you're Wally West, who can lend his speed to objects via the speed force. I mean, I like that explanation better than anything I've ever yeah. thought about or heard before. But um, I've just always thought. You know, there's no way to do some things at super speed. I, you know, I, you cannot type on a computer at super speed because the computer can only handle input so fast. Right. I mean, at, at our normal speed, you can type faster than a computer can keep up with already. Yes. So there's no way that, that the Flash or Quicksilver or, or whoever is going to go in and, you know, I'm going to, just, I just created a, you know, I just coded a, a computer program in point, you know, Oh, 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 one seconds. Like, no, I'm, I'm got to call BS on that. Unless, unless the speed unless force, it's like this yeah. warp bubble right. speed force lending kind of thing, you know. So basically, it, it again, it's a semantic difference. Are you slowing down stuff within your sphere of influence, or are you literally moving that fast and 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 taking things along for the ride with you, whether they're computers or other people or what? That was um, the that was the most fun part of the movie. But that was my favorite part of the movie. I had, I had a guy at uh, work I was talking to yesterday, and uh, he had an interesting theory. And then I expanded on it, and I wonder if we've got a point. He said that there were. He kind of agreed with me that that a lot of the movie was really well done, but not much fun. But he added the idea that it felt like. He said it felt like there were almost two different directors doing the movie, because there'd be scenes where it would kind of move at its own pace. But he said some of the action sequences, you know, you know, my whole point was, you know, what I loved about X-Men First Class, what I loved about Avengers, you know, blah, blah, was that uh, it was like a comic book jumping off the page at you. 
mm-hmm. and it was fun and it was awesome and it was just you know it was a spectacle and all that. Brian Singer, what he does, in my opinion, is he makes movies that just happen to have superheroes in them, as opposed to making a superhero movie, as opposed to making a comic book jump off the page at you. And that's why you know X Men. X-Men was good, and especially since it was basically the first of, of this new modern you know, superhero genre. You know, it, it was a trailblazer. Um, X-Men 2, um, Superman, uh, the creepy stalker Superman, um, and now this. All these movies have something in common. Uh, they're not a lot of fun, and they try to be uh, basically pretty realistic. Um, there's not bright colors. Uh, you know... Uh, there's a, you know, muted, muted tones in the movie, and, and it's just, it's, it's effective, it's valid, um, but it does not lend that air of wonder that you hope to get out of a movie like that. At least I don't. Uh, apparently, that's one of my prerequisites. Is I, I want to have fun watching a superhero movie when possible. I got, I got lost in the story. I mean, I was, while you know what's going to happen, it's not a surprise that, that everything's going to turn out okay in the end. Um, or is it? I, I love the plot line of it, and, and I was following it and, and just really just enjoyed what the characters were doing, and I'm a sucker for time travel movies and how one thing may affect another thing and, and, uh, and how things get resolved in the end. For me, it was just, um, I thought... Singer, he handles an ensemble cast well. He, I think so he, too. Yeah, he he's up there with um, who did Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I can't. It's Joss Avengers. Whedon. Yeah, Josh Wheaton. That's a skill to, to have that many characters and and give them enough screen time and use them in a way where you're just like that makes sense. That no one felt left out. It, it didn't feel like a character was there just to be there. Um, sorry. It must be a sure. No, Brad's shaking. There we go. Nope. There we go. Better now. Um, dang it! Son of a gun! There's a issue going on. Um, what was I going to say? Okay, everybody, just just hold your heads just a little bit to the left, everybody. This is we're going to get through this. There were. I don't understand, but now I'm distracted. Um. Come on. I'm not hearing it. I'm hearing it. Is it just uh is it just my little box? I'm not hearing it. Oh, Brad's Brad's working off that too. Alright, I figured it out. Um, I forgot I was gonna bring up a Well, we were talking about Brian Singer ensemble cast, um having fun with it, the, just uh being a sucker well, for time travel movies. Him, and, um, uh, him juggling uh, an ensemble like he did. Oh, okay, really yeah. Impressive. I was thinking it. It was hard, I think, for him to give everybody something to do. Like I felt that old Xavier and old Magneto kind of got the short end of the stick on this yeah. one. Um, there was a really nice scene with both Xaviers mm-hmm. that was really good. <laughs> I kind of wish there was one between. Uh, the Magnetos, but um, yeah, you know, there, Maybe he there wasn't. But um, they would they would just have been uh, passive aggressive to each other and me. <laughs> um, hey, quite possibly. jerk! I you know, but old Magneto kind of had his moment in the yeah. He redeemed himself in the end. Yeah, he had his little moment at the end, and um, 
So we so, have new timelines. Yeah, they basically Star Trekked the franchise. Yeah. Um, I would, I would uh, like to think that. Okay, we got to. I don't want to move on that quick, but um, let me let me talk about a couple of things that I really liked. Um, there was the scene where young Magneto and Xavier and Wolverine were going to that. Uh, demonstration of the Sentinels and uh, they trying to get into the VIP section down there and the one guy goes, I need to see your uh, invitations. I was hoping upon hope that Charles Xavier would go, we don't, you don't yeah. need to see our invitations. <laughs> and like do his, do his best Obi-Wan. I just knew he was going to say it. I just knew it. But he's like, yeah, certainly, you know. He puts his hand up there, yeah. But I, I really wanted him to say, you don't need to see all invitations. I mean, I think every fanboy out there was like, oh, do it, say it, yeah. say it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was really nice. I liked uh, all the little nods that they that they did. You know, we got to see Kelsey Grammer as the Beast yeah. at the very end. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I read a, an article, I think it was last night or something, about Rogue. You know how there was this, this thing about her being in it, and then mm-hmm. they took her scene out? And what that scene actually was, she was actually supposed to help uh, Ellen Barkin or um, Page. Ellen, Ellen Page. Page, Kitty Pryde. After, yeah, after she got stabbed, she was since Rogue can absorb yeah other people's powers, she was going to absorb her powers and continue with that. That was kind of the scene mm. that huh. she was supposed to do, but they realized eh, it's just kind of there; it's not really doing anything. They took her out, but at least she got a little cameo at the end. We saw her at the end; that was perfect. Yeah. Um, God, there was something else that I really wanted to point out. Oh, the um, it would have been nice when uh, young Xavier says, "You know what? I do remember you. You and me and uh, Eric went to see you, and I'm going to say to you the same thing that yeah. you told us." And he gave him a variation on the line. Uh-huh. It wasn't the exact verbatim. Mm-hmm. It would have been nice for it to have been verbatim, but it was close enough. Mm-hmm. Instead of uh. Him saying, go F yourselves, he says, F you. Yeah. It would have been nice to have been exact, but the point was well made. Very well made. And that was funny. That was pretty funny. Um, go ahead, Bill. I'm, I'm not going to spend much time um, on this, but, uh, okay, attention filmmakers. Um, okay, you, you people put one stupid word in the movie. Because you're afraid it's not going to be cool enough to bring in the box office receipts, but doesn't have an edgier PG-13 rating. Go to hell, okay? Um, I want my kids to be able to watch this movie, and I don't want to have to worry about explaining to them what that word means when they're seven, because otherwise, the movie is totally cool for the kids to watch. Yeah, X-Men First Class was like that. Many movies are like that. Austin Powers movies are like that. It's usually a double entendre, not a flat-out F-bomb. Right. But I am not freaking okay with you stupid filmmakers thinking you have to put that word in because, oh, we can't put out a PG movie. It has to be PG-13 or no one will want to go see it. You're stupid, okay? You people are freaking stupid, and you need to get through your heads that the whole point is to put out a good movie, not to put out an edgy good movie. And... And if if I was that militant about it, I would. You know, and, and if if my little protest would make 
any difference whatsoever, I would consider just not going to these things because I know it's going it, to, it makes me want to put money into those, uh, uh, those video stores about, uh, 10, 15 years ago, they got in so much trouble. They were like, like clean family video stores. And what they would do is they would take these right. movies, family these, video. Yeah. Family video. They would take these movies and they would basically, they would give you the movie, but they would edit out all the parts that were truly objectionable. Mm-hmm. And often in many cases, it would be just like a word here, a word there, or like a scene or something. Mm-hmm. And otherwise the movie is okay. I almost wish that the, that this family video idea was around. It's like, and I realize it's a different world we live in. Back in the day, it still bums me out that, that back in the day, uh, a child could watch any television show. A child could read any comic book. You know, because they were going to be all ages. Mm-hmm. And, I, and we don't live in that world anymore. Now, you know, I, you know, I don't want my kids reading many of the comic books that are out there it's not necessarily because there's, you know, there's not language in them, obviously. Uh, at least not the, the mainstream ones. Um, uh, you know, you might... No, but can... it, it's a, like you said, it's a different world than it was when we were kids. And, and that doesn't know, mean well... that it has to be edgier. It doesn't mean that we have to push kids, you know, you know to that playground language. And yes, I realize kids probably hear those words on the playground before they're in the blank grade. Like, I get that, okay? It doesn't mean... That Wolverine has to turn around and tell Xavier and Magneto to right. f off in X Men First Class, which otherwise is maybe. I mean, I think we went through this. I'm trying to remember if it was one of my top twenty movies of all time. It it's just about is. I love that movie more every time I see it. Every time I think about it, that is a fantastic, solid, great movie. They were going for a laugh when they did that. They did, and, and it, was a, it was and a good it, laugh line. It know. was also. It was also unnecessary. The, right. the thing that, that bothers me is it would be so easy to find a substitute word that would provide the same effect. Now yeah. you're all, now the, it's the. It's and, the and I'm sorry uh, to go off on this tangent. No, but it's but, actually the the writer's prerogative. Yeah, as as yeah. to what is the right word, and you can go. On, I mean, it's it's what the artist wants to do, and he was he was hired to write it. Yeah, because he thought that that word was the right word. Now a lot of people got. Really, they thought that the whole family video thing yeah. was a was well, really I mean, destroying the integrity of people's artwork. Well, it is sen- it is censorship. Yeah, I mean it so, is censorship. You know, I, I I I definitely see where you're coming from, but you know, if that's how they wanted to say, is that if that's how they wanted the scene to play out, there's a reason. Well, I mean, it makes me wonder. You know, uh, does Simon Ken, you know, Simon Kinberg, you know, whoever gets the credit for writing that scene in X Men First Class, whoever gets the credit for writing that scene in, in Days of Future Past, you know, do these people that, that write these scenes and put this one word in the movie, do these people have kids? Are they concerned at all with the fact that a father or a mother or both are going to be sitting there with their children in the theater and? You know, until you've seen that movie once, you're not going to be expecting it. Right. It's going to hit you in the face, and you're going to look at those kids, and they're going to have big eyes, and you're going to have some explaining to do after the movie. Well, and are just, they are they making the movie for other people? Or are they making the movie for themselves? They're making the movie because that's because I mean, a writer would argue the, that I'm writing the movie the, that is in my head. The best art, whether it's an album, a movie, a book, a podcast, whatever is something you do for yourself, and if you're lucky, other people appreciate it enough to also want to experience that media. Um, so, yes. I mean, hopefully the writer is doing it to please himself, his friends, his whatever. 
uh, and it just happens to be of a high enough quality that, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, my point is that Wolverine could have turned around in, in X-Men, you know, first class, and they could have said, hey, uh, hey, Logan, we want you to. He could have turned around and said, go to hell. Now, you know, he could have. Let me he, play it, devil's advocate. Would that have been as catchy, or maybe not catchy, as. Um, it wouldn't have been as funny. No, and it, it was a good moment in the um, movie. It's just, it's just so it unnecessary. Wouldn't been, it wouldn't have been as memorable. I, I would be with Brad. It, yeah. it would not have been. Yeah. The, um, I, I remember the theater roaring but, when he just yes. said those two and, words. And that's true. Yeah, I, I remember that too. But. Okay, you're not making movies in a vacuum. Okay, right. you're not making movies only for your friends. Right. You know darn well that you're that that you have a huge part to do with a hundred and fifty million dollar summer tentpole blockbuster. The idea is you want this movie to make a billion dollars worldwide. The idea is you want hundreds of millions of people to see this movie. So when you say to yourself, "Hey, you know, I just want to amuse myself and my friends," it's like that. That's that's valid, but Again, you don't. You're not living in a vacuum here. You cannot. You cannot ignore the fact that that kids are going to see this movie. And don't be hypocritical and tell me that that oh well, I didn't think kids were going to see this movie. You know, I I've never heard a writer say that they were surprised kids were going to see a movie. But you know darn well that there's going to be a seven year old, a four year old, a twelve year old, a whatever sitting in that movie theater. You know, uh, having that experience and just getting smacked in the forehead, you know, by the anvil of that word. Hollywood doesn't care about that. And, and you know that's, what? That's one of the reasons why a lot of of social conservatives uh, think that Hollywood is dragging us straight to hell. And you know what? This is something that well, social conservatives have been thinking for the last basically hundred years now. So this is not a new thought. And you know, I'm I'm you know I'm not trying to say that. All I'm trying to say. Is guys, it's it's like a comedian. You know, Bill Cosby is one of the funniest sons of guns who's ever lived. How many curse words has he used in his stand up routines? And I realize Bill Cosby does not equal Richard Pryor. Right. You know, um, yeah, I, I get it. You know, they're different people, different sensibilities. All I'm saying is just, again, you are not doing this in a vacuum. You are not doing this to only, you know, amuse your friends or your family. You need to think about the intended audience that intended audience is children and have some more respect the people that are the making kids. these movies that are financing these movies yes. the studios they don't give a crap about what you think um they want as much money in they, their pocket and, as possible well, the receipts, no, they, they the receipts do prove because, it because I no mean, they it's a don't because if they cared what you would think then half of the stuff we see in movies nowadays wouldn't be in it if they didn't care what we thought we wouldn't show up to see their stupid movies in the first place. I mean, they're making these movies to, they're making these movies to titillate us or to amuse us or to, you know, have, you know. Then whose fault is it that we go see them? Is it ours that we go see them or is it theirs that they put that word in there? It's theirs that they put that word in there, flat out. It's, then it's they not don't my, care. It's not my fault mm -hmm. for going to see that movie, um, especially, you know, the first time you see Wait, a movie in the theater, you don't know. For going. Wait, what? It's not my fault that I go to see a movie that has that word in it. Okay? It's not my fault that I expose the kids to the movie that has that stupid one word in it. Mm -hmm. But if, you're, if you've been going to movies for the last 20 years or something, which you have been, you know, it's like those sideburns that you used to be, that you used to have <laughs> that were shaped one way. And then over the years, you realize, 
well, they're skinnier and shorter now. How did that happen? Because I've always shaved my sideburns the same way. Well, you shave every fractionally closer and closer, and they, they get shorter and shorter. And but they all look they mm-hmm. look like they've never changed. But when you compare last year's photo with this year's photo, your sideburns are going to be a little shorter, a little skinnier because you don't notice just how much little by little you've shaved over the previous. 52 weeks. What are you talking about, Brad? What I'm saying is <laughs> things change infinitesimally yes. over a period of time okay. that they feel like they've remained the same, but until you look back years before and compare, you realize, oh, things have changed. You know, I don't remember a time when I haven't gone to a movie and, and have heard the F word in a PG-13 movie at least once. You know, it's been rare. But and, does, and does that mean there was and they a do point? Give, and they do give ratings. They do tell you there what's was a in point the movie. when that didn't happen. Yes, it was. A, it was a. It was but, a, my a better time. Is, my point is, it has happened so slowly over a period yeah. of time, and so minutely that it feels like it's always been that way. Okay. Well, let me be dad. Until you, oh, I I does, agree with you a hundred percent. Does that make it okay? This is why just I, the fact that this it is, is why I walked out of Speed okay. Racer because it was rated right. PG. And there was curse words in it. There was violence yeah. in it. I took my five-year-old and we left. However old she was, yeah, we didn't stay for that whole movie I remember, because it was inappropriate. I about that as a PG-rated movie for a child my age. And I truly appreciate your decision as a father to do that. I'm not saying you're right or wrong, but I'm saying I agree with you. Yeah, but I'm saying we don't live in a perfect world. So I, next time you go to a I'm PG-13 not trying to pretend movie, that we do, I know. Yeah. Next time you go to a PG-13 movie. Just accept the fact that you're probably going to hear an F word. You don't have to like it, but you make a decision. You go ahead and you say, okay, this is PG-13. Probably going to hear something. Do I want to make a decision right now if I'm going to take my kids to see it or not? And that's where where the responsibility... Regardless of how much we want Hollywood to give a crap about our kids, they don't. And it's it's a They don't at all. I mean... They, they, are, they tell you what, what to expect in the movie with that rating. Yeah, our, our so kids, it shouldn't be a surprise that that's going to happen in a PG-13 movie. They've gone out of their way over the last handful of years to be very specific as to why this movie is rated yeah, and, and this And I realize that, that PG-13 can have one F-bomb in it, and it can have X number of, of S-words in it, and it right. can have you know one... It can have two instances of side boob or, or whatever. You know, I realize that the PG-13 movie means that you can have these elements in it. As a father, we're yeah. wearing the same pants. Yeah. Okay? I get it. That's, it's uncomfortable, by the way. I know. Would you, would you like, just unbutton the As a father, button, please? I'm right there with you. Yeah. But as somebody who can see it from the outside, unfortunately... Okay, I think it's my just, point is... I understand all of this. My point is that it doesn't mean that that is the only possible word that writer could use in that instance, and that doesn't mean that we should say, "Hey, Hollywood, totally cool, go ahead." Right? You know, no, I agree. It, it's okay. It's okay to to fight against the machine a little bit. It's okay to say, "Stupid movie studio." Um, it's just okay. Part of what bothers me is that use of that word is the opposite of creative. A, a truly intelligent writer could figure out a way to get around that. You know, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up the Bill Cosby uh, example again. B- 
Bill Cosby found ways to say things that might not have been incredibly PC, you know, or, or, or you know, intended, you know, for all ages, but he did it in a way that was not that was not offensive to little ears, right? You know, and I. So my point is that movie studios could easily make a movie without these elements in it, and I don't think that your box office receipts are going to suffer because people want to see the X Men. They don't go. They don't go to a freaking X Men movie. And I realize I'm using the word freaking, so you know, irony abounds. Um, but uh, people are not going to your stupid movie to hear the F word. Okay, they get that on the playground already. Okay, they don't need it in the movie theater. If you are intelligent enough, if you are creative enough out there, you can figure out a way to get the same point across without having to use that word. Thank you. Defense rests. Okay. So about that movie. So you think writers... <laughs> you know, I think Ned. there was an episode of The Simpsons where Ned Flanders kind of had that argument. Okay. Where he was... So he started creating his own movies. Okay. When, some, when something's... <laughs> When something's real gratuitous and it's in there just for gratuitousness sake, that's that's silly. I yes. feel I feel that's silly. It's and you usually call it out, it don't almost, you? Yeah, like, like uh, most viewers will be like, "Oh, come on." Yeah. Um, on the flip side of that, again, playing devil's advocate, and it's it's only tangentially related. Uh, there are times when certain words. And or certain things work better with the offensive words. Yeah. Um, case in point, and again, this is similar. It's 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 merely f- just for uh, observation. The finale, season finale of Walking Dead this past year. Okay. Uh, there was a scene and a bit of dialogue that was lifted directly out of the comic book. Okay. And in the comic book, the F word was used. Okay. You can't use the F word on uh, AMC. <laughs> Yet you can. You get one per season. <laughs> I've not heard. I've not heard so this. Stupid. Yeah. It was no. not. You, if Mad Men has used it, the F word. Yeah, they, they did not one. use it in The Walking Dead <laughs> at all. And if there was a time that they were going to use it once a uh-huh. season, it should have been this season because this the scene came off very silly because he said the word screwing okay. instead of okay okay because he said they're screwing with the wrong people okay and in the comic book he's used the F word and. Yes, it's a diff- it's a completely different atmosphere. Yes. You know, it's the end of the world. It's dog eat dog, or people eat people in this case. Right. Um, so it it came to me. It came across as comical. So even though we're not talking, it's apples and oranges. I get it. Like I said, purely observation sake. There are times when that word works better than an equivalent. But for the point you're trying to make. It, you're right. It was unnecessary. Yeah. The reason, the only reason they went back to the well, yeah, in this m- second movie, playing on was because it was just a callback to the first movie, and it was another yeah. haha. And, and I get that, and and I get that that was intended to be a laugh line in sure. a, in first class. I I, I do get yeah. that, and it was it was effective as a scene. Um, and if you know, adults were the only people who saw that movie, I would I would champion it. Again, my only problem with this is that you know darn good and well that that kids are going to be shown this movie. And I just, you know, if you were a real conspiracy theorist, you'd say, well, what's the government trying to train our kids for? 
And you know, again, what, Hollywood what is, why, does, why just is, doesn't care. Why does the why is the government allowing the motion picture industry to you know to to soften up our kids' morality or their it's artistic whatever freedom? Or and we yeah. should you know I shouldn't be censored but, when I write a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, it kind of comes down to that. Well, and the the other side of that argument is that you don't have to go to the movie. I, yeah. Nobody is forcing you to go right. to that movie. But so it's it's still so there. And, and you know what? <laughs> there's a, there's a huge huge difference between a word like that showing up in, in uh, Walking Dead or Breaking Bad or Hannibal or or whatever you know. Silence of the Lambs or something, because kids are absolutely not the intended recipient of these programs. You know, and if I, you're I, if I, you're showing your kid The Walking Dead, um, you might need a visit from Child Protective Services. I, just for I, the record, I, I um, would argue that that you know this falls under the the guise of, of Marvel Comics because when they when they sold the property or not sold, but they yeah. they leased out the property to Fox. I'm sure if they have forward thought that they could have gone, you can't use any language in our movies, by the way. All of our movies have to be, have, we, have to be, have to reflect the same values as the comic book. Uh, well, unfortunately they can't. I mean, that's one reason. Well, they could have done that when, when they, when they sold the property and Fo- you know, Fox might've gone, Oh, okay, we could do that. But if you want more money, you'll let us do what we want to do. And I'm sure they, they went, well, I kind of like money. Let's talk about, let's move on. Um, the end of the movie uh, when they were pulling Wolverine out of the river. Yeah. And Stryker is there. Yeah. But it turns out it's not Stryker, it's Mystique. Yeah. That makes absolutely no sense to me as to why <laughs> she's there. Uh, there were a couple times when I thought, uh, it kind of feels very sex machina here. It's like, how did you show up there? Then There were a couple times during the movie where it's like, you know, you're intended... You're intended to go. Whoa, that was Mystique the whole time. It's not so much that, but there. But you sit there and you think about it, and you go, "Wait a minute, uh, Mystique was over here, and now instantly she's there." And you know, it's not well, so much he... about that, but it's about why does she care that Wolverine gets pulled out of the river? I mean, why is she smiling about it? Why does she take him? You know, I'll take him from here. Um, I'm thinking through this doesn't defend a plot, but I think this kind of fixes the whole well, but then again we have a new timeline. Yeah. I was so, gonna say that this kind of fixes the whole when was Wolverine injected with with um the metal, but we have a new timeline, so it doesn't matter. So um Yeah, it doesn't matter and it you I know, think it's any more of a incons- wink of a nod, she's still around. Any inconsistencies maybe. that may have happened with all the movies, they're gone. It do- they don't matter anymore. Like, for instance, Bolivar Trask in X-Men 3 was uh, Bill Duke, the big, bald, black guy from Predator. Oh. Over here. Over here. You know that guy? Over oh, yeah. Here. I see you. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. He was Trask in X-3. Wow. You know, so now we got the dude from Game of Thrones. Yeah, Peter He's Jenglish. an angry elf. Yes. Um, but it doesn't matter time. anymore because everything's been reset. Yeah. Uh, so... I kind of look at that and go, well, if it doesn't matter, I'm just not going to worry about yeah. it. Yeah, and, and there is the one point where you need to get that speech from, uh, um, from Nigel in uh, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Is it Nigel? Oh, yeah. Who uh, turns the camera and gives you the time travel speech? Um, Basil. Basil. Thank you. Basil. Yeah, he says, uh, and that goes for you, too. He's That's looking right. at the camera. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, okay, Apocalypse at the very end. I know a lot of people were confused that, yeah. that didn't read the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, people know now you stay, a lot of people know now 
to stay to the end yeah. of Marvel movies, comic book movies. We had a we had probably about a third of the audience yeah. got up and left, and I thought, um, really, you haven't figured that out by now. That's I saw the movie twice, and both times I heard, you know, over my shoulder in front of me, somebody go, "Who was that? Who was that?" You know, at the end. Yeah. Of course, we know who it is. Um, that was cool. I liked it. Yes. Uh, seeing the four horsemen yeah, behind yeah. him on the hill was pretty neat. Now, I'm, I'm in the middle of rereading um, uh, Uncanny Avengers right now. Uh-huh. I'm like uh, about 12, 15 issues in. So uh, the Apocalypse Twins have been front and center. Mm, I don't know about that. Um, Uriel and uh, what is the brother and sister. Um, they are supposed to be the heir to Apocalypse. Okay. And um, you know, they, they've currently got their own four horsemen. The interesting thing to me is that the four horsemen change constantly because they're mm. constantly getting killed and resurrected. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're Angel, constantly getting killed. At one point, Angel <laughs> in the funny. comics became Archangel, right? And he was a horseman at one point when yes. he was Archangel. But um, well, right. The uh, the current uh, lineup was uh, Archangel's gone because Wolverine killed him, along with the son Dakin uh, or Dakin, Dakin. I think. Dakin. Hopefully, it's Dakin because Dakin is a Dakin. bad '80s yeah, uh, yeah, it is. Um, pop metal band. Yeah. Oh, dude, that guy had a very um, good voice. Um, but yeah, uh, Banshee and um, uh, Banshee and Dakin and um, um, uh, I'm trying to remember the uh, the Grim Reaper, Simon Simon uh, Williams's brother, Wonder Man's brother. Oh, okay, he's one of them. And Banshee, did I ever say Banshee? Whatever. Yeah. So the Four Horsemen are are you know their their new batch of Four Horsemen. It makes me wonder, are they going to use dead? characters as the four horsemen um in the the next x-men movie i I think my i think maybe my favorite part of the whole the whole movie experience was the fact that we're going to get another movie well and without going into the 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 outside the movie studio story of what's going on with uh singer i'm actually pretty happy that i think the chances are low that singer is going to be doing the next x-men movie or maybe anything else ever again I hope he does because I like what he does. With I, he actually, I would, he does a good I, ensemble cast. I want Matthew Vaughn to take over that franchise so badly. What he I do? can taste it. He did First Class. He also did mm-hmm. X Three. No, uh, no, no, no. Uh, no, Paul Ratner did uh, X Three. Mm-hmm. Are we sure about that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think Ratner. W- he was called in. The story yeah, behind it was that right. Singer. They wanted Singer to do it, or they wanted a director to do it, and there was like. The director they wanted said, "There's no way yeah. I can Brent do it." Ratner. Okay. There's was, no way I can do this in this. Matthew Vaughn did, was great did, in this time yeah. frame, yeah. Um, and so that director walked away, and they brought in that director. Says, "Yeah, yeah, I can do it in that time frame." What, sure. One thing that uh, that that was uh, similar between X uh, three and Days of Future Past is that Simon Kinberg is uh, one of the writers, one okay. of the major writers on it. Um, so you do have that uh, that that hold over there, um, but the. You know, Matthew Vaughn, the only reason Matthew Vaughn came in and directed uh, X-Men First Class, which is one of the great serendipitous moments in movie freaking history, is that Brian Singer was too busy doing Jack the Giant Slayer mm. to do X-Men First Class. So this Brian seems Singer, like a good career move. Brian Singer decided to make one of the worst movies in the of the last decade. Well, I'd uh, be happy and, and with gave either. Matthew Vaughn. Uh, I just I, I like Matthew Vaughn's style is literally brighter i'd like i'd i'd be happy with either him or or uh yeah 
Yeah, but do you I mean, need? I don't think do you Singer, need a bright movie when you're talking about apocalypse. Singer didn't mangle anything, this but is I the just nicest apocalypse ever. Well, and I realize that that the whole X Men First Class uh, uh, concept is different than you know than the the heaviness that goes on with the the current X Men movies. What do you want to call them? Um, so I realize that the story by itself was lighter, but still, uh, I just Matthew Vaughn, the the comic book jumped off the page to me with Vaughn directing. There, the the moments, the the light moments were a lot lighter to me. And again, literally, I mean, almost everything. I I sat there for the first twenty or thirty minutes of, of Days of Future Past, looking at the color palettes that that Singer was using, and everything was so gray and purple and it should have been for this movie. Yeah, and it, 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 it made sense. You know, I'm I'm not saying that it <laughs> should have been. It should be nothing but primary colors, people. You know, I'm not trying to say that. Um, you know, singers' choices made sense. They just didn't contribute. They did not contribute to a sense of wonder. They contributed to a sense well, of, yeah, of like of like, claustrophobia. And that's, I mean, he went for that was the feel he was going for, yeah. and, and he succeeded. So yep. I don't. So not, we have to wrap up. Not soon, trying so to I argue to that it shouldn't have been. Um, but um, uh, yeah. So anyway, I just again, I think that uh, that singers kind of mo is to make a movie that happens to have superheroes into it as opposed to trying to make a comic book scream out of the pages, you know, into the movie theater with you like Whedon did with the Avengers, you know. Um, I feel sorry for Joss Whedon because he's going to have a hard time making Quicksilver as entertaining or more entertaining yes. than he was in this movie. Yeah. I, I'd, um, and I, I, I think that falls in the uh, category of Less is more. Yeah. Because you wanted more, didn't you? You wanted to see more of that yeah. character. But, but I mean... They just gave you enough you that's just like... You didn't get tired of it, that's for no, sure. Yeah. I just... I mean, how is Joss Whedon going to portray Quicksilver is the big question. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to see him much different yeah. than what I just saw in this movie, but it's going to have to be because it's not Marvel. This wasn't a Marvel movie. You know what I'm saying? Hey, uh, I have X, a... Not an MCU movie. Um, I prefer the X-Men universe more than the... Uh, uh, Avengers universe right now, mm. like if, like if, if you were to lay all those movies side by side, there's something about the X Men that I'm just digging a little more. Hey, would you rather? Okay, so if someone said, "Hey, you can have the the Marvel movies library, uh-huh. or you can have the the what the five X Men movies, mm-hmm. you know, library," you were you saying you would? Choose I, would the I think X-Men I would movies? go X Men. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I haven't sat through. X Men one or two from beginning to end in years, and I, I've thought about watching X Men two. I've thought about pulling. I've got it. You know, they're in the cabinet right. X two is wonderful. I've thought about pulling out and, and you know uh, firing up for the kiddos, um, but um, I'm trying to remember. X two is it, it gets pretty heavy at times. It's better than the first one. Yeah, yeah. What I mean, I the first one was mainly an introduction. Yeah, I don't understand. I'm looking at. X Men Apocalypse entry on uh, IMDb. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's got the it's got the young cast. Oh, it takes place in the eighties. It does. Yeah. So they're going to be um, aged, I guess, but still. I I was under the impression that this is a uh, uh, Pike. So uh, are we this... gonna see McAvoy with a bald head? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, or, or, uh... this doesn't knowing that this cast is in there mm-hmm. takes away all sense of peril for me because yeah, you we know. know you totally know. We know that this story has already happened when we see the very You're to totally end right. of X Men Apocalypse of, of X Men uh, Days of Future Past. 
We know what's happened, and everybody survives. That's a good point, but the way... The way uh, time travelers can screw with timelines, uh, nothing is nothing can be taken for granted. Brad, yeah. that's a but thanks yeah. for ruining the movie, Brad. Yeah, I have a yeah. point. So I just ruined X Men Apocalypse for you. It doesn't so, matter. Okay, so in the year 2016, don't bother going and seeing it. <laughs> oh, Bill, we got to wrap it up so I can get to work. All right, guys. all right. Well, this has been fun. So uh, the last thing on our agenda was we were gonna. Estimate when we may be back, which is going to be um, Guardians of the Galaxy, we think. If, if not sooner, yeah. but we think we'll be gone up until Guardians no, of the Galaxy. No later than that, and uh, who knows, maybe we'll find a reason to get together. Yeah, and throw if something, out there. If something uh, strikes our fancy or floats our boat, yeah. you know, obviously we'll... I have, uh, been, I have been working on another random audio files, but it may uh-huh, take me yeah. a little longer I've to do a, it. I've no got worries. A, I've got a bunch of behind-the-scenes audio mm. I could probably spin together for something. Do and, of it, course, man. I've always wanted to do my own podcast. So, do it. This uh, is the opportunity, Bill. If I wasn't so unbearably lazy, I'm <laughs> sure I would. Uh, maybe I still will. I don't know. Hey, whoa, 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 Oh, that's whoa, right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got a chestnut. I, actually, oh, the chestnut. The, I actually did something for this episode. All right, so we'll end on this. I actually this. studied okay. last night a little bit. <laughs> I looked up the, the X-Men I thing. I am so sorry. This will be the... The way we end the show, we'll say uh, goodbyes, <laughs> and then we'll play Bill's thing, and then fade out after that. Okay. By the way, real quick, uh, before we get to let this, me bring up uh, this will take just a second or two. Um, the uh, the top three X Men who should be starring, who should have starred instead of an X Men movie in a Legion of Superheroes movie. Quickly, number three, Colossus. Number two, Nightcrawler, and number one, Storm. Those characters should not be appearing in an X Men movie. They should be appearing in a Legion of Superheroes movie. Why is there not a Legion of Superheroes movie? All right. We have the technology. We've proven that directors can handle an ensemble mm-hmm. cast. Why can we not have a Legion of Superheroes movie? By the way, for those of you who don't know, Dave Cockham originally designed those three characters. Uh, his intention was to make them, or, or slight variations of them, he did design those characters to include in the Legion of Superheroes. Um, uh, about that same time, he got involved in a snit with DC. I totally understand because... Uh, their corporate policy at the time was not to give art back. So he said, uh, screw y'all. He went to Marvel, and then they showed up in uh, the all-new X-Men. And cool. this is history. Okay. So, so you've been listening to Half Hour Wasted, proud member of the HHW LOD podcast. When, when am I doing my thing? All right, after this. Okay, all right. Uh, send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Send us or follow us on Twitter at Half Hour Wasted, like uh, Taco Bueno. Is Taco Bueno following you or Half Hour Wasted? Half Hour Wasted. Okay. Awesome. Leave us or any of, I need or to follow any of the HHW LOD shows a voicemail at 972-798-3830. And Bill? Yes? Got something? Yeah, I got a little something for you. Here you go. Bill's audio Twitter. My nominee for the worst ancient philosopher, Herodotus, once said things like, The destiny of man is in his own soul, and all men's gains are the fruit of venturing. Well, thanks a lot, Captain Obvious. Shut up. (laughs) 